Hello, everybody, and welcome into the That's Good podcast. I'm your host, James Finneral, here to preview the 2022 Genesis Scottish Open. Before diving into this week's preview, we'll take a quick look back at last week's event, the John Deere Classic, where JT Poston went wire to wire for his second PGA Tour victory, finishing at a whopping 21 under, shooting just two under on Sunday because he had played so well in all the rounds before, clearly the best player all week long. Going wire to wire is extremely impressive, so big congratulations to JT Poston. Moving right into our preview for this week, for the Scottish Open, our defending champion is Minwoo Lee, and honestly, I was going to do a preview on the Barbasol Championship, but after looking at the fields, I had to quickly do a 180, as the official world golf ranking has the Scottish Open ranked at a 641 strength of field versus a 10 strength of field for the Barbasol Championship which is even less than the John Deere Classic, which I said last week was a relatively weak field as well. So we have one event, the Scottish Open, which has a major-ish feel to it versus the Barbasol Championship, which is one of the weakest fields of the entire season. So I had to do the 180 there and preview the Scottish Open instead, and I think everyone would appreciate that. It is kind of a tune-up to the Open Championship, which we have on the horizon next week, but this is a big deal. As I said, it gives off major championship vibes. So there's going to be some great golf being played. And if you want to catch this golf from the jump, you better be ready to get up really early or just stay up extremely late because they are teeing off at 2.15 Eastern time as the first tee time out there at the Renaissance Club in Scotland. A par 71, just under 7,300 yards. Link-style course. I wouldn't directly compare it to St. Andrews, which we'll see at the Open Championship. But we will get a sense for which players are feeling comfortable on link-style courses this week. Very scenic course out by the water. It's very open, but still plenty of spots where you can find yourself in trouble. And as always on these link-style courses, weather can definitely be a factor. It can be a great equalizer in a tournament like this. Winds can pick up, be very heavy, and that can definitely throw a wrench in things. And I'm curious to see how soft or how firm the greens are playing this week. And if they are soft, then that could neutralize the effect of the wind, and we could see some low scores out here at the Renaissance Club. Then looking at the metrics here, I'm definitely emphasizing ball striking over putting. Just speaking broadly, putting is always relevant in every tournament, but the ball striking is going to be key. Pretty long course, as I said, just under 7,300 yards, so definitely taking in driving distance and long iron play into account. You have five par threes on this course, which means... The par 4s and par 5s are going to be playing pretty long. So I'm thinking precise iron strikers, guys who can get the ball out there and hit it accurately, will be the guys who succeed here, not quite as much of an emphasis on short game this week. But also guys who have a track record of playing well in difficult conditions, windy conditions, guys who have been able to prevail in those type of situations should be guys who should succeed this week. And then if the conditions are benign, they'll be able to take advantage of that as well. Now moving along to our betting angles, our favorites via the DraftKings Sportsbook, starting with John Rahm, the favorite at 12 to 1, Scotty Scheffler and Justin Thomas at 14 to 1, Matt Fitzpatrick at 16 to 1. It looks like the sportsbooks have finally started to catch up, as I've been saying. He's been playing so well all year. He finished tied for second last year, coming off his US Open victory. Now it looks like the sportsbooks are finally adjusting, putting him up there with the best of the best. And then you have Xander Shoffley at 18-1, coming off his victory at the Travelers' Championship, playing some extremely solid golf. 
and then everyone else is 20 to 1 or longer to win the tournament and there are some very very solid players outside that 20 to 1 number so that's going to make for a very interesting week of golf betting looking at our best bet from last week we had brendan todd in the top 40 he finished tied for 43rd he was always right there in the mix Shooting a 71 on Saturday definitely did not do us any favors, but this bet looked good for a while. I would bet it again. So close, but no cigar there for us last week. And this week, I just have one play, and it is Xander Shoffley in the top 20 at minus 110. I'll be very curious to see how he responds after his win at the Travelers Championship. He cashed a top 20 bet for us at the U.S. Open. Let's see if he can do it again here at the Scottish Open. And he's been inside the top 20 in his last six outings, playing excellent on approach, solid off the tee, and the putter has been very good. It was extremely good at the Travelers Championship, but overall, it has been trending in the right direction anyways. So that's good for Shoffley's game. And he finished tied for 10th here last year. Always nice to come back to a course that you had some success at. So I'm going to take the combination of his recent form, playing extremely well, and then his nice performance at the Scottish Open last year. And this is almost even money, so we'll fire this right up. Xander Shoffley in the top 20, minus 110. Now, looking at our pick to win from last week, we had Sahit Tagala. He finished tied for 16th, so got him inside that top 20. But he shot 74 on Thursday, which kind of took him out of that in general. It looked like heading into Friday, maybe he wouldn't make the cut. But he shot 65, 65, and then rounded it out with a 68 on Sunday. So he was getting hot over the course of the weekend, so it would have been interesting to see where he would have wound up if he shot a little bit of a better score on that Thursday. But we will move right along. Our pick to win this week is Scotty Scheffler at 14-1. to And just because he hasn't kept up the crazy winning spree that we saw earlier this season does not mean he hasn't been playing well. He has been playing great. His ball striking is absolutely ridiculous. His putter is just not running quite as hot as it was during that winning spree. But he's still been inside the top 20 in his last four outings, including a second place finish at the Charles Schwab where he lost in a playoff to Sam Burns and then his tied for second at the U.S. Open. And his U.S. Open performance makes me feel really good about his chances here at the Scottish Open this week, playing in the tough conditions, sticking it out. But Scotty Scheffler, as we can see, is also a guy who can attack when the conditions are benign. So whether it's a grind out or it's a birdie fest, I like Scotty Scheffler's chances and that's why I'm picking him this week. And I think he's definitely going to pick up a victory by the end of this season. So Scotty Scheffler as my winner this week at 14 to 1. Now looking at our dark horse pick from last week, we had Dylan Fratelli. He finished tied for 30th, got inside that top 40 benchmark for us. And I was very happy with this dark horse pick, especially given the field where the guys in the dark horse range were worse than an average week. Dylan Fratelli came through. He, he played pretty well, got inside the top 40 for us, and I'll take that there. Moving along to this week's dark horse, though, we have Max Homa at 60-1. to 1, And this is not a shocker to anyone who has consistently listened to this podcast. He's been in the dark horse segment before. He's been in the best bet segment multiple times. I think he's playing great. And as I said, the sports books were kind of adjusting now that Matt Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Open. I don't think the sports books have adjusted to the way Max Homa is playing. He is having an excellent season. I was on the record saying I think he might be the most underrated player of this season. Has not missed the cut since the Farmers, which, by the way, was our first ever episode here on the That's Good podcast. 
and his latest performance was a tie for 47th at the U.S. Open, he was still striking the ball great. He just had a very bad putting week. He lost 1.55 strokes putting according to Data Golf, which was just way worse than any number you had seen recently from Max Homa. So I'd like to think that was a bit of a fluke there. And the four events prior to the U.S. Open, he had a positive putting week and finished inside the top 25 in all of those events, including his victory at the Wells Fargo. So I love the way Max Homa is playing. I think he has as solid control over his golf ball as anyone out there. So if they're going to keep him in this range, I'll play him as the dark horse. Max Homa this week, 60-1 to at the Scottish Open. And that just about wraps up our preview of the Scottish Open. I'll be back next week with a big preview of the Open Championship. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed the show. And I'll catch you next time on the That's Good Podcast.